0: Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod.
1: Welcome back to the Rugby Pod Podcast. Yep.
0: Oh, okay. See, this didn't happen when He's I out did of it. Practice. <laughs> this did not happen. I'm when so I... sweaty
2: and nervous.
1: It's like
0: an
1: <laughs> Welcome back to the Rugby Pod Podcast. I'm Andy Rowe. I'm back, and uh, tonight, as usual, we're joined by Andy Goode and Jim Hamilton. And uh Chris is on our social media desk in the hub. Can I just say
0: as the most recent host of the podcast, before Andy's return you from did it, great, a I six did. week sabbatical holiday slash I don't know what it is, that's actually the third take of the introduction where when I introduced and hosted it was just first take.
1: I don't know why I don't know why they brought me back, to be honest. That's a good question to uh, be yeah. fair.
2: I actually Why saw did you it. come back? You're in New he's, Zealand. His mates with Fred. His mates with Fred, that's <laughs> yeah. why. Yeah, but you're in New Zealand over Christmas, it's hot. I don't you come free. back free. You, right. you come back to England, Gym January, minus six degrees, depressed. What's happening? Andy's cheap, It's because I'm cheap. And you've watched loads of Premiership and European rugby over yeah, the last mate, few years. Yeah, mate, just couldn't get enough of it. You know, just <laughs> while I was on my sun lounger,
1: while I was out fishing, <laughs> Kiwis, while yeah, I was on we, the water ski, on the biscuit.
2: You we had, know, we just, had a chat in the pub before. He's like, we don't watch your shit rugby in the pubs. We don't watch it over again. All, I've seen,
0: all I've seen is Andy Rose turned up wearing a tartan scarf from Scotland. Oh, you he did that? notice
1: that from the McFarlane clan, actually. Okay. Yeah, okay. Everyone's
0: got a bit of Scottish in them.
1: So, Jim, you had bloody, uh, bloody another big performance over the weekend. Uh, um, a full, a full noise for,
2: for uh, against. It, um, wasn't, oh no, it wasn't a full noise. It was, it was, fifth, what it was, was 50,
0: fifty. It was, it was probably two minutes. My, my, my max. I was at the well. You can't, you can't be doing three eighties on the bounce when you're thirty nine, thirty <laughs> 50 minutes. That was me, Max.
2: Hell of an effort, though.
0: Looked yeah, look, hey. Size of that Toulon team was frightening. Poor Nick Nick Tonkins in the centre looking at Bastaro, aka your bastard, (laughs) bastard, and Marnonu Small. Oh, my God. And he's got them running down the channel. And after the first couple of minutes, they were attacking like wild men. But they, p- they, picked,
2: they picked the biggest team they had as well, didn't they? Yeah,
0: they because you, you, you and Smith came back in.
2: Yeah, Smith yeah. in the back row, uh, Vermulen. Yeah, Gorgonzola, Gorgonzola in the second row. Gorgonzola and Varmahina as well.
0: Uh, no, it no, not Varmahina. Um, yes. um, what's his name? Oh, I had it written down in the book. <laughs> uh, we'll just... now,
2: Varmahina's, he's clever, isn't he?
0: He's clever. A big, massive islander who weighed about 24 stone. Yeah. He used to play yeah. perfectly
2: on with Varmahina.
0: He ran over me once. Unit. But yeah, it was a tough game. That's a big, big win for us, though. Huge. Off the, you know, we're, we're pretty thin on the ground, aren't we? I mean,
2: You're not thin, mate. Have a look we, at yourself. We,
0: but there we go. We've put ourselves in for Lion's contention. Apparently Gats was watching it, so if he's out there listening, <laughs> I do reckon, believe. Do
2: you reckon Gats listens to this? Absolutely. And of course he does. Yeah, wait,
0: he? Uh, And how, how's the body feeling? Cause, do you want the honest answer? Yeah, go on. Well, I can't even look over my right shoulder... <laughs> Gorgonzola ran straight at, straight Gorgonzola, over I mean, me. God, Nice. Gorgonzola. That's what George Cruz calls him, and he ran straight at me. I saw his eye because I was at Montpellier with him. Very nice bloke, very powerful, very angry, a lot more powerful. What's than he me. like a off the field? An absolute gent of a bloke.
2: Is he? He's like Danny Grukock then. So yeah. Danny Grucock was the biggest nutter on the pitch. Yeah, you'd have played again. You'd have had a few battles with Danny, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, they had a in icon in Coventry. Oh, did really? You know? Yeah, his mate started on me, and then Danny came over, and he was a black belt in karate. He was like Jim. Your mates versus mine, there's only one winner. I was like, Yeah, you're right. My mate Jace over there's only got one here, so um, but yeah, Gorgonzola.
2: He's a, off the off off the pitch, he's a good he's gentleman. Yeah, top blow. He's absolute nut nutbag on the field. Yeah. So that fight didn't happen?
0: I'd get filled in. This is SpongeFist there versus the Georgian mafia. Basically he owns Sponge it. fists So no huge win for us and I'm sure we'll talk more about Europe later in the show. But wow. Well done, uh, Jim.
2: And you're getting a start here and now as well. You're three on the spin.
0: Three on the spin.
2: Skelton's gone, so.
0: Yeah. Hey, what I I don't know if you saw the tackle, you wouldn't have seen it, Andy Rowe, because you Indeed. don't follow rugby. Um, follow rugby. Same as Andrew McNair, he doesn't follow rugby either. Um, <laughs> At least I've met yeah, so Will Skelton's last.
2: That's, would, you have, would you have done this on. It was on
0: Samuel Monod, wasn't it? Definitely. I would have put him into next week, if he were <laughs> it, mate. So big Will Skelton's made a try saving tackle, his last action uh, for Saracens, maybe forever for Saracens. I'm, I'm not sure if he's coming back, but. Great addition. He's gone back now, so we wish him well. But um,
2: that tackle, though, would have basically given... Had he not made that tackle, Samu Manoa scores, they kicked the conversion, easy conversion, wouldn't it have been? Yeah, front of the post, Which basically. means uh, Saracens would have drawn against Toulon, and then you wouldn't have got a home quarter-final.
0: Who would we have played?
2: You'd have, wasps would have got the home quarter finals, So wow. you'd have probably played, you'd have played Wasps away. So he's basically, with that one tackle, his last impact as a Saracens player, Unless there was an impact on Saturday night, Did you go out for a few beers and
0: no, I could barely even touch my knees, mate. I to that see alone the uh, Anyway, so
2: his last his last impact as a Saris player, make the tackle on Salmon, uh, um, a try saver, catch your
0: home quarter final against Glasgow, and that brings us on, Andy. Remember, I'm running this show. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, boss. You keep going. I'm just here.
1: <laughs> I'm just here for insight and, and comment. <laughs> yeah. How the burger ranks. Burger rings are good. Let's, I brought let's, back. I brought back the boys. A, yeah, explain. Go on. Yeah, I brought back the boys. A couple of treats. Um, for those of you that are either from New Zealand or been to New Zealand or maybe Australian, uh, you'll know of burger rings and pineapple lumps. Listen to that and,
0: mm, and good, goody. That <laughs> it's about, all about both. He's had about twenty already. So good. But if you listen to the show last week, Andy, yeah, we had a, a little bit of a bet. Me and Mister Goode. I said that Glasgow would win against mm-hmm. Leicester. I said they'd win. I thought it would be a tough game. Oh. My word. Oh, wow. you We just said, so basically, if Glasgow won, mm-hmm. which I said, and Goody said Leicester would win, um, the loser, which is a Goody in this sense, had to chop a pint. So oh. Goody's brought a half pint glass to drink his alcoholic ginger beer from Krabby's. I don't know. <laughs> are you going to chop all of that I'm or just, not?
2: I'm just, I'm just giving what I've... I've just got what I'm giving.
0: Okay, so let's let, let's go through it's, with the bet. So Andy great. Good now... On, are we on Facebook Live? We oh, yeah. are. On, on Facebook, Facebook. Live Hello. is about to chop... His uh, ginger beer for Leicester getting humped. I think. Alcoholic ginger beer. 43 be points to nil, it should be three, at least three. Three, three, three of lots. These. Go Oh Go, gosh. Chop it. Here we go. Get it down, yeah. Oh, 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 oh whoa, Jesus whoa. Christ. <laughs> what did I just see? There <laughs> you go. That doesn't oh, last long. Wow. That no, does it doesn't last, last long. Like, hey, it's not his first rodeo, that's all I know. Jeez Ooh. Louise. That's a bit of an EG. I don't know what games you play in the gosh. office. Go on then. In the office. Get that down, we yeah. Are we going again? Well, you to you finish your, well. drink, you your drink, you're chopping your drink. Oh hang on, this one's a bit slower. Get my oh, knife, yeah, knife and fork. Get my knife and fork.
2: It's all the throff.
1: Goody, I'm impressed. I don't know why I'm surprised, but <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed.
0: There well done. We so uh, how do you want this show to go then? Do you want, it, do you want uh, to join the you... Oh, oh, oh geez, <laughs> well, was cheers noise. Cheers was that?
1: <laughs> Uh, speaking of professional broadcasters,
2: <laughs> Rudy,
1: Um, one of the Strong. things that you know we've talked a lot about on the show is um, what goes on behind the scenes and rugby. Um, but you've been doing a lot of uh, punditry work. You know, you're on everybody rugby TV, screen, radio. Hey, anyone that give me
2: a free feed, you know, That's so what it
1: is. I guess I, I guess some of the uh, some of the listeners might want to know what goes on behind the scenes um, when it comes to the broadcasting. I mean, they know what goes on here. Um, not a lot, really. Well, Just we, here, we sit and drink. Yeah, and we, we go into the we, into we the lolly jar, sweet jar. You,
2: you've got no idea about anything European rugby. Mm-hmm. We talk about Jim and his melted. We've been going for eighty minutes week on week, and then Jim talks about me putting on about sixteen kilos and. Um, have you put on sixteen kilos? No, it's a lie. Six. Yeah. six, six.
0: So, so when you, <laughs> I'm worried about your health. I'll be honest. <laughs> i don't. Mate. There have been a few
1: tweets about that. A few, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, really? social media. There's a, I think it's a Facebook group about your health wow. started, but um. So behind the scenes I had a salad
2: and, I had a salad for lunch as well today. Did you? Yeah, vital. Nice when, when
1: are the lies gonna stop? No, yeah. no, no. It's
2: truth, true story. You don't believe me. Honestly, you go and select your own salad, make it up as you go. It's not honestly nice. Vital in the city, try it. Lovely. No one's believing me. Anyway, let's go, let's go. <laughs> it's got a bit awkward now me talking salad. It's not right. Yeah, carry on. So BT, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So B, oh, yeah, you. Are you talking BT sport? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about you know when you when you turn up, you
1: know some rugby players when they turn up for a game, they you know they arrive, I don't know, an hour and a half before the game. They they getting in the mindset. Let's talk about you arriving before um before a big game on on TV. What what what's going through your head? What happens? Well, what is the biggest asshole?
2: A lot. No. <laughs> How
1: long do you spend in makeup?
2: Well, a lot of it depends on. Uh, there's two things. Obviously, there's studio work where you're in vision. Um, take this weekend, I was just co-coms, which is easy. Um, I've got a face for radio and, and just co-coms, no TV work. Um, so you, it, you basically, the day before, two days before, you do a load of prep. So when the teams come out, you get sent a load of facts and information. You go back to Bill McLaren. He's looking at me, look at the Kiwis. I know, you know Bill you, McLaren is. I played you?
1: Jonah with rugby, mate. Of oh, okay. to, okay. I went you know to the uh, Bill McLaren to uh, drop conference ki- room and Murrayfield. Still have yeah. to drop yeah. sort of a Kiwi thing. in there to... <laughs> to be able
2: to know who Bill McLaren is, yeah. and, uh, Bill McLaren is obviously the ultimate um, commentator mm. of all time. So, uh, and the way I sort of learnt about the game and in terms of co-cons etc. was through a guy called Nick Mullins, who's our best. I, I generally think he's our best commentator over here. Um, and Bill McLaren, and you, you speak to Nick Mullins, and he looks up to uh, Bill McLaren as the best commentator that he learned from. Takes a load of notes. Um, I'd love to do a game when Jim's playing and just find out some stats on Jim. Because you get sent a whole stat pack. And some of them are quite surprising. right? Yeah. What, like 14 carries minus 13 yards? <laughs> <laughs> do you read yeah, that, your stats after the game? Jim loves his stats. He
0: checks his stats every oh, week. I don't. I yeah. used to check my stats. You know, like straight after a game, you'd go in, oh, how many tackles? How many breakdowns? Yeah, I'd do that. How many, yeah, not anymore. There's stats. They don't, they don't read as well? Stats or are you? only used against you. They're never used for you. No one will ever come and say, look, ah. You made five line breaks. One, well, they never said that. Anyway. <laughs> never said that. Surely yeah. they're always using to against me. You. What stats? What stats get used against you? See none now at Saracens. Zero it's, ball Saracons. carries. Saracens are massive into stats amongst the coaching coaching staff. Um, they very rarely filter them up to the players. If there's without going into too much detail, but some of the listeners out there might want to hear about it. So now we've it isn't just about making tackles. It isn't just about ball carries, etc. All these stuff that everyone sees. So we actually wear a heart rate belt. So that monitors heart rate, obviously how tired, how fatigued right in the game. that uh, little
1: patch that's on the back no? of
0: coming onto that. So that little patch on the back is a GPS. Right. So GPS unit. So that not only tells you how far you've ran in a game, it tells you. Do you want to s- drink, Gildy? You- <laughs> Gildy's has had enough. It all- so the GPS also tells you the speed in which you're running at. How fast do you run, Jim? Alpha. Man, I'm not too. Bad. My stats are quite high for running Believe Such it or not, a liar. I promise you, I, I could get them out now. I can get my all phone. Yeah, he doesn't check Never his stats. But you not me finish. He says he doesn't check his stats, but he's got them
1: all on his phone. They're only used against
0: me. <laughs> so we. Yeah, but you get sent them because you need to see what these are stats you get seen. So not only does it measure your distance and speed, it also says how long you've been on the floor, so how long you're out of the game, um, and your average speed throughout the game. So it's very, very clever. The stats used. So if you're consistently out the game, it's not you know you could run. For example, I ran 3.8 k at the weekend against Trilan. Mara ran 3.4. You do the math. There's um, no 3.8. I promise you, I'll show you. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. It was a up more five or six, game. seven. Really? In a game that was in a half. That was the half, Goody. So yeah, there, there are a lot of stats anyway. I know we're we're diverting here. Stats no, it, are used it. very different to the, to Goody obviously. Yeah, and Do so TV.
1: And so Gertie, when you before you go on TV, what what sort of stats are you looking for, and, and are there key players that you're looking for? Yeah, stats of course. On? So
2: we so take the weekend just gone. I did, I did Claremont against Exeter for BT Sport. Um, talked about number eight, the the battle at number eight between Fritz Lee, um who's the top ball carrier in the top fourteen with two hundred and thirty six ball carries. That's a good start, isn't it? So dull. Uh, and then Thomas Waldron on the other side, who's the, incidentally the top ball carrier in the Premiership can't recite how many he's had but um I've forgotten that uh, but you start you actually go to quotes on on things like that in terms of who you know massive impacts for the team because those two are going against each other top ball carrier in the top 14 against top ball carrier in the premiership um Noah Nakataki's has made more line breaks more meters made than any other winger in in the top 14 as well so you end up looking at those stats and it gives you talking points and are the coaches,
1: Jim, are they looking at similar stats to that?
0: Yeah, they are loose stats, if you like. But yeah. for example, you know, you talk about Clement or you talk about Toulon at the weekend, we'll get given uh, their biggest ball carriers in terms of the amount of carriers they have. So Dwayne Vermeulen, Gore Gogsy, Mar Nonu and Bastro. It doesn't take a genius to work out mm. their they're four biggest carriers. So we'll be speaking about all week trying to target them guys, Paul Nick Tonkins. Target Nonu or Target Bastero. All right, yeah, I've got you, I've got you, coach. Um, so Just you are, away. you are, yeah. But there's so much detail that goes in that is probably a level above the, the, yeah, the TV I, stuff. I agree with
2: that. I the quality of coaching. I'm sure at Saracens it's top notch. Mm. Um, I go back to, I remember when we play, I played for Worcester. And this is going back years, uh, but Phil Larder was our defensive coach, and he came out with a stat about. Remember Andy Powell, quality ball carry, number eight, played for Sale the he has got no idea so. I'm nodding <laughs> basically he's the guy who
0: drove a golf buggy at the M4 absolutely slip up Absolute. Scotland what
2: Off happened there? Rocker. played for Wales uh, Wales beat Scotland he got absolutely hammered went to they were staying at a hotel with um, it was at Vale of Glamorgan where there's a golf yeah. course as well anyway he's nicked a golf buggy and driven to the, <laughs> the restaurant's closed the room service is done He's nicked a golf buggy from the hotel, and driven <laughs> straight, driven to the local service station down the wrong way the M4 or something. What a legend! Anyway, I know Powley very well. He's a he's an absolute hero. Um, and uh, so we, our defensive coach Phil Larder, went into real detail about he carries it in his right hand, and he came out with this stat before the game. Ninety four percent of the time he carries it with his right hand, and he stood up in front of the boys on a Wednesday morning before defence, and he, he'd gone into detail sort of ninety four percent, and then he went to our tight head prop. Tavita Tumapau uh, do you remember T- Big T yeah. Tongan boy and he said Tavita if he's carrying it 94% in his right hand how many percent is he carrying it in his left <laughs> <laughs> and Tavita's, uh, Tavita's falling asleep in the meeting. and he's like I don't know chief <laughs> and that was his response
0: but there's also another good one we, Scotland played France and, um, and lost
2: and lost yeah we win in half time I was playing
0: we won we at half time <laughs> uh, when I was playing uh, Fafana uh, had a, a a shoulder injury or a left shoulder problem for years and Cotter obviously worked at Clemont, and he showed us a load of clips where the the, the, the central midfield with Fafana and Bastro was was very good. But if you ran at Fafana's left shoulder, for example, um you wouldn't necessarily make a line break but you you'd definitely increase your chances increase your chances of making gain line. Yeah. Uh, and off the back of that. So there are small details that go into that. And there's loads more that we could talk yeah, about. Yeah, but...
1: no, I mean for the for the sausage out there yeah. I mean, that are enjoying... for the rugby
0: purists
1: uh, and if we, if we keep going back uh, or if we go back to the behind the scenes before you'd say you've done the stats you've probably had your media salad um just a salad
2: yeah just a salad Although the BT Sport truck does an unbelievable feed pre-game really what kind of things do you get? well so you do a Sunday game There's a full on sunday roast really friday nights normally a curry so i try and, i basically try and work friday Saturday, sunday
0: <laughs> to <a> get <good> <laughs> just get
2: a lot in it's it's good fun it's good fun
0: he could be Stuart Barnes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to Stuart Barnes. Actually. You're not a
0: fan, are you, Jim? How's his commentary that? been going? Well, I've, I've been done it. Away. I just watch it on mute. I just watch it on mute now. Oh, he's been scrummaged off the ball. <laughs> yeah, right, mate. <laughs> but it's, it's just
1: it's
2: preparation and detail.
1: And you, you've been um, getting on the TV a little oh, bit. Like, I mean, the rugby the pod's done wonders for your profile. See, What's I don't radio? know whether... Radio have
2: you done?
0: Man, I have literally pimped myself out. So Monday, hosted... The Rugby Pod podcast. Are you looking at Andy Rowe when you said hosted? You'd, you're properly hosted. You two, you two should mm. scrap it out. Probably hosted. We, host. we should, should scrap yeah, it should out. You should have an arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> A naked arm wrestle. Did I say that? Naked. Um, and then I did BT uh, Rugby Tonight. BT Sport Rugby Tonight. They wanted me to do the smash meter I was like, no chance. Why didn't you do it? They ran out of time. I was meant to do it. I've heard it's manufactured anyway. Apparently Nigel Owens hit it harder than, I don't know, one of the big bat rows. Strong boy, Nigel. Yes, mate. He Are is you saying
1: boy. the the BT Sports Smasher meter? Is, Apparently, is... it's rigged.
0: Well, Tom, really? Tom, Tom, Tom Vandell Vandell's got top. got top and he's probably the worst tackler in the brand. <laughs> strong
2: though, he yeah, is Yeah, but he
0: likes stuff of his arms. Um, <laughs> um, I've
2: had so much abuse about
0: that. Uh, yeah, I, I, there's been a bit of... Because he didn't I,
2: make the filthy 15.
0: Yeah, there's, I know, I couldn't believe it. Everyone's... We're
2: doing fullback later on, by yeah, the way, uh, if you listen to want... this for the first time.
0: But there, there's, a bit <laughs> of, um, yeah, there's a bit of Twitter traction about Tom Vandell. So I did BT Sport, Rugby Tonight. Mm. I was hanging after training, we had a full-on session. BBC Radio 5 Live with Corbs. Alex Corbusierro, who's keen to come on the, on the show, actually. Get come him on. on. He's a good lad, uh, actually. He's, a, he's doing really well at uh, NBC, doing the Prem stuff for them. And Sonia McLaughlin and Wayne Barnes, who was a nice bloke. Barnes, is a legend. We'll get Barnes yeah. on.
2: He's fun. Yeah, I'd love yeah. I'd like to talk yeah, Kiwi, he was, it Kiwi's, Kiwi's, yeah. Kiwi's love. It wasn't 97. Was uh, 2007,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> So he simmed me about five times, so that was interesting. So we built a rapport. We, we walked down Oxford Street after to get the tube. Right. So, yeah, so literally I'm pimping myself out at the minute. I, you, I'm you, like the, the modern professional rugby player athlete Version of Andy, the city worker, belly monster, <laughs> losing his hair. Good, yeah, uh, mate, didn't you my get hair's a...
2: growing back, mate? What you want to? Yeah, about?
0: it is looking good. Jeez.
2: Anyone needs a hairdo. Back to the front. Here we go.
0: <laughs> right, what are we on then? What we got next? Yeah. <laughs> 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 let's let's look you... at what's
1: going around the the gossip, the rumour mill. Uh, any any movements going on? Um, London Irish signed anyone or we, we finish
2: can vlogging we do, it? Jim, what's happening with you? Let's go. You talk about retirement and then coming out at 30. So. <laughs> what is happening with you?
0: Man, I'm just week on week at the minute. It's
2: January. You I'm can just, talk to other clubs. I'm just concentrating. Yeah, Howard concentra- Saracen. Here, question. Genuine question now. Will Skelton's gone. Yeah. Atoji uh, Cruz, absolute England boltons. Yeah. every time they're away. Why aren't Saracens signing you up for four more years?
0: I have no idea. I'd only want one more year, but they didn't, they didn't want me. i on I, a serious so said, answer. They've, honestly, they've
2: said we're not offering you a contract.
0: Quote, unquote.
2: In the form that you're in, 80-minute 80 gym. eighty-four so minute gym, isn't it? No, normally 80. Last week, 80 minutes. Got the good. He got the good last week. Well done. Well done. Backed up 80 minutes.
0: Yeah. I just think they... Well, not Who are the they signing, then? I have no idea. I've got. I've heard a rumour.
2: <laughs> exactly. Here we go. Like it.
0: Jeff Parling. Jeff Parling. That's the rumour, After. I don't know. I, look, I was quite a little bit surprised. Not through, I think that I'm I'm such an amazing player. I, I'm I think, quite durable. I think, I think you are, Jim. Thank you. Mm. Uh, Relentless. Quite durable. Played a lot of games. Have another but, burgering. Too. Yeah. You get the burger. And finger. I've carry. I'm going to carry on being the journeyman that I've been. <laughs> but um, I'm going wow. to be. Sad. I'm going to be very sad. I'm going to be very sad to leave. I can hear Saracen's. Amazing Grace playing on the bagpipes <laughs> in the background at the moment. <laughs> Um, no, he's
2: not Scottish. He's English. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, I'm Scottish,
0: mate. But yeah, I'm going to be sad to be leaving. But yeah, I'm 100% won't be a Saracens player next season. And you're going to play for? Unsure, undecided yeah. But for one more year, uh, one or two potentially. It's a difficult thing. How but you I may. Know? I'm 34. I may as well touch on it. Every rugby player that you speak to says you're a long time retired. Play or well, goo into you can't go anymore. Basically, and it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because sometimes when you're in the game. And I know we're, we're talking probably more seriously here the outside world I think seems quite exciting to maybe go on to do different things have a little bit more time with the family travel a little bit but I think realistically and how that looks sometimes isn't real life it's know? funny
1: you say that because people from the outside world will look at your life and see exactly the opposite mm. a professional rugby player just get to play rugby for your whole life. What else do you want to do? That's, you know, how the outside world would look yeah, at true. your life.
0: Yeah, true. and, and so sometimes when you're in it, you do you do get lost in that. And and for me, I I think rugby a very very tough spot. I'd probably say one of the toughest sports. I don't know whether that's cause I'm 34 and I got run over by Gorg- Gorgonzola at the weekend, <laughs> so I'm a little bit sore than normal. But it's a very attritional sport. And without trying to piss anyone off of the highest level, I think going week on week on week on week with the the amount of collisions. You know, for me I've been doing it for 15 years it does take its toll um, I don't think it's sustainable f- forever I think now this season there are some LV Cup games where in the past we would have been expected to play in them as well but luckily now with Saracens especially we have a bigger squad to be able to offload some of the older guys or the guys who've, who've had to play play the long stint, stint of rugby
2: It's True, true but trust me Jim the real world is stay in the game as long as you can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will.
2: I've been quite lucky because I've obviously stayed in the game with media and things like that. But yeah. <clears throat> the reality is it's how much you prepare yourself. You've got to understand your career is going to end at some point. And some guys are really focused on just their rugby and just concentrate on that. And then when it does come to an end, either through time, through injury, through not being good enough anymore, it's a shock. Um you know, I, I spent the last sort of four or five years of my career uh, going to a lot of events, networking, trying to do as much as I can, knowing full well that as a rugby player, yes, you know, it's a fantastic job and you're well paid, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and you know, you get used to a certain lifestyle, um, but also you end up being—I retired first time at 35, second time at 36—in um, the real world. That's you know. Third time I'm a charm, eh? We might, go, we might go again, boys. <laughs> we might go again. There might be a story next week. We might go again.
1: We are. It's funny because, I mean, you, you directed that that speech at the professional rugby players that are watching, but I, I just feel like you just uh, gave Jim a pep talk about...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jim, <laughs> get in there. Find anyone I mean, that likes big fellas. I've got a
0: week off. I'm heading to someone's office tomorrow. What I don't you know do? who's office, some corporate. I'm going to Edinburgh on Thursday. Edinburgh. So <laughs> you're like this, actually. So I'm involved in a restaurant in London called Mac and Wild, which is a Scottish restaurant, and I'm actually toasting a Scottish restaurant. Scottish restaurant. What I, do I, they just
1: cook haggis or what is Basically, a, yeah. A well, I'm, to-
0: I'm toasting the haggis on Wednesday for Burns Night. So,
1: what what does the toast of the haggis involve?
0: So, uh, um, Sir Robert Burns, the famous poet. I'm gonna. Add, I might actually stitch myself up here. The famous poet from Ayrshire, from Scotland. Um, basically, I, I'm reading a, a poem, toasting the haggis to celebrate. Basically, National Scottish Week, a, a hero gone by. So, like, did England have St. David? I don't know who he is. St. George, mate. St. <laughs> <David's laughs> <Welsh, laughs> hey, hey. You didn't even know that, Jim. Yeah, I did. I, I'm, <laughs> you didn't, I'm, I'm not, Scottish. You weren't even playing the obvious <laughs> I'm game. I'm Scottish. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, I'm toasting the haggis on Wednesday. You're not even Scottish, mate. Mate, I'm half Scottish, quarter English, born? quarter Chinese. I was born in Swindon, but John right. Buckley was born in Hong Kong and he's not Chinese. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm doing that on Wednesday.
2: question is, That's you're right. part of uh, Mac and Wilde.
0: Yeah, I'm a shareholder.
2: Amazing restaurant I know. Uh, on Great Titchfield Street, is
0: it? Great Titchfield Street, and there's one in Devonshire Square. So mm. It's a Scottish restaurant in terms of the, the guy, Andy's, who's one of the, the main owners and Callum McKinnon, their family owned a farm in the north of Scotland, rear all the f- food, the meat there, mm. send it down to London in an ice cream van, boom, cook it up. It won, it won Burger of the Year. The problem is, really my, yeah.
2: my, my issue with this, amazing restaurant, why haven't we been able to taste it on air, live, for free? This
0: is it. We should get him to bring it in. Why don't you because get it's on actually, put it actually over the road. We're on Great Titchfield Street. That's where we record the podcast. And opposite is Mac and Wild. Usually... Oh, we've never had an invite, have it's we? None of, None, None of us. Never it's... had a, okay. a
2: free steak from Jim Hamilton. It's, that's it's all I'm saying. I'll organise that. My mum taught him maths and taught him how to do business numbers, all this <sighs> stuff. And yeah. Yeah. I've but... actually got a text off my mum this week. She listened to the pod. What'd she say? Jim's come I'm on, gonna, leaps and bounds. No, no, no.
0: She's not happy with you, Jim. Miss Good hates
2: me. Not happy with you at all. What have you done? Is it Miss Good
0: or Mrs Good?
2: She's been married to my dad for about (laughs) 45 years. Poor old boy. Uh, So I've got a text from my mum. Tell Jim that I'm quite upset that he says he's no good at maths because I taught him. What have you got to say to Mrs Good right now?
0: It's easy to blame people. But firstly, you have to look at yourself. Exactly. Mrs Good, I'm looking at myself. Uh, I got a D in maths. It should have been a C. Terrible, teacher. I didn't do any revision whatsoever and I got a D.
1: What's nine times nine?
0: No idea. Uh, nine times nine?
2: You are joking right now. <laughs> you do come on, mate.
1: Nine times nine. Come on.
2: 86. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell me you're joking. Okay,
1: 10 times nine.
0: Oh, 10 times nine. Hang on, 10 times Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Um Yeah, come on. Okay, uh, Lee. <laughs> are, are you being serious or not?
2: The first 86, you were serious with 84. That, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's good now Jim isn't he um, let's let's go back to the rumour mill going back to the rumours yes. Maxim miles
0: going to Leicester
1: really
2: to I the end it. of the season I saw
0: that what and now man. I thought it was the end of the season I think he's I th-
2: well I, I actually spoke to him I did Toulon sale last weekend yeah he walked out on the field and he walked past me came and said hello well actually I went up to him and said hello he's like Andy you You come out of retirement and play for Newcastle again I'm like nah mate one I'm too fat two I'm too old he's like I think I speak to Dean Richards, I go and play there. So I think he's signing for Leicester till the end of the season. Yeah. And then he's going to Newcastle. OK. What a signing that is for Newcastle, though. Maxime Yeah. going to the Falcons. I said, mate, it's cold there, but it's a hell of a night out. He said, Andy, I don't drink. I was like, oh. you
0: buggered, It's going to be tough. Yeah. If
2: you don't drink, you don't go to the House of Smith in Newcastle. What yeah. a night, that
0: Put it was. Put your goggles place. on because you're going to see a few sides. <laughs> I still haven't been up for a Geordie night out.
1: Uh, we but, should do a pod up there yeah we should fun. Mate, we yeah, should we'll talk about that later actually because yeah. there's talk of us um, going into a pod and doing a live broadcast but we'll come to that near the end of the show uh, Gary I, Gold I, to, I, another
2: one Gary Gold yeah. to
0: Worcester Gary Gold to Worcester Gary G- Gold I heard Richard Cockrell
2: might be yeah, going to Worcester well, yeah, and, and the end Gary Gold's going in now as DOR and there's chat of Cocker's going so there. where's Carl Hogg going he's staying as a coach okay Maybe they need a DOR, a DOR above him yeah potentially would
0: you think Richard Cockrell will go to Worcester I think Cocker's will
2: to stay at Toulon next year, Gaultier. I've heard Fabian Gautier is going to take over at Toulon at
0: the end of the season. Um, and he's what's happening? There. It's all happening. What's happening to Ford then? Keep going, Goody. Come You're on, right, mate. Come on, come on, come on. Come on get if in doubt, you know the script. Just make it up.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I know. I, I know. Uh, Bougelel wants Gaultier together. Gaultier's now got his payout from Montpellier. Yeah, that was messy. Um, messy.
0: He was cool. one of the highest-paid coaches. He was the highest-paid rugby coach in the world. Seventy-five thousand euros a month yeah. when I was there. Uh... Yeah. Absolute cowboy as well. Was he? Is that how much coaches get paid? No, no, no. so no, no. much. Of, yeah. Yeah, well, i the
2: owner there. Lovely bloke. Has got billions. He's buying Gloucester as well. Is that happening, Goody? I think they're just waiting for confirmation from European rugby. But I think it will happen. Um, I think it's a bit of a conflict of interest though. You can't... Imagine Gloucester in the... If they ever get in the Champions Cup again. And then Montpellier in the Champions Cup. Imagine they're in the same group. Mm. I don't know how that would work. That's something to talk about another time, maybe. But... Glen Eller, you heard about this rumour? No. Glen Eller, obviously coached under Eddie Jones for England against the Aussies in the summer. There's a chat of him going to Saints as head coach
0: at the end of the season. And what's happening to Ballander and West? Who, who knows? These are just, we, we like a rumour on this we show. Do like we do like a rumour. We do like a rumour. Here's one. and I know it's a little Go bit a, a top 14 again. Thierry Doucetois. Apparently t- to lose aren't keeping him. No, they're not offering him a new deal. Crazy. Did you see him? How he, the, good he still? Mate, ridiculous. Yeah. What he, would bring Go like, would he just retire? If someone, I, I think he'd go to another French club, wouldn't he? Surely, uh, I don't know. Was well, Chapman
2: coming over here as well? Really, he's held
0: it in England. He's held in yeah.
2: such
1: high regard. Yeah, but the money for him surely is going to be in France. The money that. Yeah, but look at Louis,
2: Louis Pickamole at Saints. He left Mont. He left Toulouse,
0: didn't he? Left, left Toulouse via Montpellier. He went to Montpellier to
2: Toulouse. Left Toulouse to come to Saints. I mean, I mean, living in Northampton or living in Toulouse. Well, this is the thing. There's only one you, winner.
0: You don't see many. This is shows you the amount of money that's now coming into the, the English game, even Pro 12 as well. Because I know there's slightly more Kiwis in that there, but in terms of the French and how highly paid they are in France, that there's hardly any players there. It shows you the, the, the golfing salary. But I think the was has obviously broke that mould. It'd be awesome to see Deuce wouldn't it, in the Premiership?
2: Amazing. What a player. And he then the last out, he'd have the
0: pick of anyway, wouldn't he? Mm.
2: The last one, Alex King. I love these burger rings they're so. Yeah, good. Yeah, you do. Mm. Have you had a pineapple lump? Yet? No, I'm, t- I'm. I'm saving those. Really? They're so good. I pineapple know. lumps.
1: Any kiwis out there? Jim, have you had a pineapple lump?
0: I haven't. I will have one. Oh,
1: any
2: kiwis out there that are listening to the show? Yeah, they're gonna be very jealous. Send us them. pineapple lumps. Have a pineapple lumps. Tweet Jim. me. I love pineapple lumps. You just can't get them over here, can you? You can't. Anyway, Alex King, Ben Ryan in the Wales coaching team, mm. the Six Nations. Okay, Alex King's an unbelievable coach, and when Northampton sacked him, horrendous decision.
0: Shocking. I thought Alex King was going to Montpellier then. He is at the end of the season, so got okay. got
2: interim role.
0: Right. So he got sacked by Northampton. Wow, it's all that then.
2: Yeah, well, sack by Northampton. Oof. Wales have snapped him up for obviously the link with Rob Howley. They used to play together at Wasps. King, he's a great bloke, and he's had a, a he had a his learning experience from coaching was out in Claremont under. Uh, Joe Schmidt and, and Vern Cotter. So he's learned from the best. Came back to Northampton. Shafted. First well, first year wins the premiership and then absolutely stiff this year because they're just not good enough and then basically they blamed him, which was absolute garbage. Um so he'll go on coach for Wales this year. He'll do an amazing job. Any player that's been coached by him really rates him and Ben yeah. Ryan as well. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously his background in sevens is amazing, but skills and all stuff. It'll be it'll be brilliant for Wales. Uh,
0: Leicester, who's going there? Oh, uh, Andy, I'm asking the questions. You so. go. Who's going? <laughs> yeah,
2: got you got be, the wheel. You've got the wheel. got to be Johnno, surely. Uh, if he wants a job.
0: Martin Johnson. I, does, who,
2: who else? People are talking about Stuart Lancaster. Stuart Lancaster isn't a head coach. He's a brilliant coach, skills coach, attack coach, at upskilling players. Yeah, Head coach, he's had that role. And he wasn't up to...
0: Someone said Dean Richards had texted him last week. He said no. He said no. Unless I, I'm his PA. And I said, what does that entail? He said, sitting on my lap, stroking my hair. <laughs> Genuinely, I said, Dean, you don't have any hair. He said, yeah, you're right. It was a weird text. <laughs> Bizarre.
2: Imagine having a contract negotiation with him. Yeah. Just imagine how that went for me last year. He's like, Wow, you know, market value. I'm like, Dean, I don't need market value on 40 stone, <laughs> Just... yeah. Maybe you meant market
0: value in terms of like the size of a pig. I don't yeah. know, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> <it doesn't. laughs> carcass weight, <laughs> carcass weight. Yeah, I said,
2: Dean, you're going down, and we stayed up anyway. Carry on, all right. <laughs> let's
1: uh, let's bring Chris in uh, to the social media that let's go to the social media desk, the hub. Um, uh, <laughs> find, desk, find yeah. out what's been going on over there on, on, on the Facebook world.
0: Thanks, Andy. I thought you were gonna leave me out. I thought Jim does no, no, much I for felt the job. Yeah, he does, I would have brought you yeah. in a lot earlier. Thanks, Jim. I knew you would. Uh, first of all, there's a lot of love here for you, Jim. Oh, so really? There's a bit of speculation about where you might be next year. There's calls for you at Leicester. Actually, Andy, they want you there as well. Um,
2: what, in what role? Nutritionist. Oh, I'm not sure, yeah. Nutritionist. We'll bring the lumps. Bring the pineapple lumps. Mm. But uh, there is a question. Fred's going to kill me for bringing this <laughs> food. You guys have been chewing for the last 20 minutes.
0: Going back to the, the earlier chat on, um, on kind of defensive technique, uh, there's a question on... For either of you, do you have a hit that you remember that really stands out? Good You're one. probably talking. to him. Yeah. You couldn't be talking to two <laughs> worst defenders to have played the game. Goonies would
1: have been on Dan Carter. Wouldn't
2: I, I I tackled Jonah Lomu once. Did you? Basically, we played Martin Johnson's testimonial game against the Jonah Lomu. Jonah Lomu 15 at Twickenham. Oh, and Jonah scored that try in the corner that he's blatantly out. On yeah. They gave it yeah. to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I laid a hand on him somewhere in that game. So my claim, my best tackle ever, is I at some point I've tackled Jonah Lomu. Didn't tackle many other people, to be fair. I shook hands with Jonah Alomie once, so we pretty much did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I touched <laughs> his back, so you, you probably won. You got closer to him. So, uh, yeah. Um uh, There's only one tackle to talk about at the minute. Uh It will come up later in the show, but Matthew Bastaro's absolute hammering of Alex Luzowski at the weekend. What a hit that was. Did you yeah, see that it? was
0: actually similar. Forget Lasowski. We're coming on to him. That's similar to the hit I smashed George Ford. Uh, North once. George Ford. George George North. North. Similar kind of hit. Let's yeah. just
2: let the tumbleweed go. Shh. Yeah, Jim, stop lying, mate. Promise. <laughs> You're right. If, we, if we can <laughs> dig it out, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think okay, it yeah.
0: was in 2010, Scotland, Wales. He's come on the inside line. And I you have, shouted, "Touch, touch!" I, I put him into next week. <laughs> okay. I bit him like a train. I've ripped the ball. I've stripped the ball out as well. <laughs> the turnover king, Jim that was Hamilton. it, mate. That's Prem- the biggest hit I've ever made. That's maybe the best thing I've ever done on the field. Premiership final. What I'll about, about
2: Premiership final last year? Yeah, got a turnover. The winning yeah. turnover. Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. Without that, uh, big tackle. neither of us have ever made big tackles. So. <laughs> yeah, they was, you, you <laughs> Great question, wrong people to ask it to.
0: Absolute mystery. Uh, there's another one, a second question, Goody, about your views on the Pro 12 now that there are three sides yeah. in the quarters. Yeah, he's been shot
2: down. Yeah, I mean, how good were Glasgow? Very. Uh, they were unbelievable. They caught Leicester at the right time, coaches left.
0: and So would but, you say Glasgow were that good or Leicester with that poor, or both? I'm going to say... I'd like to hear your opinion.
2: My, my opinion of it was... You've got uh, the wheel. Glasgow, no Scottish team has won at Welford Road in 112 years. right? But Glasgow, I don't actually think they could play any better than they did at the weekend. They were unbelievable. Forget how bad Leicester were.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's so easy to say, oh, Leicester were terrible. They didn't turn up. They were soft. Some of the ball playing, some of the skills...
0: Name me know. some Glasgow players.
2: Xander Ferguson. What a tight end. Tim, what about the second rows? How good for those second rows? <laughs> Tim Swinson
0: and Johnny Gray. So you've been listening to me, talking them no, up on no, no. you. No, no, no. Ryan Wilson at seven. Oh, Fraser Brown at hooker. A very good play. Unbelievable. He, he, Fraser Brown's an outside bet these for the Lions.
2: Oh, I think he is. So yeah, yeah. He'll start for... Will he start ahead of four? Or he or
0: might start ahead of four for be? Scotland. Should be. Unbelievable overball and he's a tough bugger as well. I'm mm. a like, far strength. He's an outside but bet But je- genuinely,
2: Glasgow, that's probably... I think Gregor Townsend said it didn't he? Probably their best ever performance. There's some of the like, attacking around the breakdown; they were just unbelievable.
0: They've just got the complete game. Mm. I keep but, but, I keep putting in, in here on Goody because I'm passionate about the Scottish teams. But you, and you play for and you play Scottish. for Edinburgh. <laughs>
2: you play for Edinburgh, so you, basically you. But you shot them down.
0: You thought they're going to win.
2: I did. I didn't. Sh- I shot down the Pro 12 generally because the Pro 12 is a terrible league. But they base all the big teams base all their rugby around the Champions Cup, which is great for the Champions Cup, but.
0: Um, Munster and Leinster both um, brilliant yeah. as well Munster, amazing
2: So Sarri's Glasgow are you going to sing the anthem before the game? Or?
0: There's no anthem for sure in the Champions Cup but I would do
1: Oh it's a good question It'd yeah. be a great game though
0: Hell of a Saris
2: game Well Glasgow bring the game that they played against against Leicester at the weekend were phenomenal but I just don't see it I don't see them being able to execute as well as they could against Leicester against Sarri's because they they were just you, you boys are relentless Okay, You'll be in the stands with me, actually, talking about it. There we go. Let's go to the good bad, the ugly. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of good. To, obviously, I talked about Glasgow then. I have bagged the Pro 12. Um first you Scottish got there team. You? Yeah, first Scottish team to win in 112 years at Welford Road. Um, some scintillating ruggers. Uh, but how good is it to finally see a couple of decent Scottish second rows as well? Tim Great. Swinson, man of the match.
0: Two weeks in a row. Yeah, it's man my of the match.
2: Johnny Gray, outstanding as well. <laughs> And we talked about Fraser Brown, Zander Ferguson. Everyone's talking about WP Nell being injured. And Not me. Zander Not me. Ferguson, how good. So 20, that they, were, 20, they were good.
0: 21 years old. They I'm were i to talking him up to the cow He's he only 21? 21 years old. Is he really? Yeah.
2: 400 bags a year, apparently, now. Sign him up. <laughs> anyway. uh, Bastaro's hit on Alex Azofsky just shows that physicality in the game can still be there. There's all this stuff about the, um, the new tackle laws and um, the directives that come from World Rugby. What a hit that was. Yeah. But fair play to Lazovsky just gets up, shakes it off, Tough carries on. Tough um, but imagine being hit by Bastero. You yeah, Bastard. bastard. <laughs> um, Claremont, their annihilation of Leicester, phenomenal. Uh, Leicester? Exeter, what am I on about? Claremont's annihilation I was of their, just nodding, Exeter. I yeah. <laughs> um, They were phenomenal. Can they go on and win it? The question is, Saracens, a team like Saracens, who are the champions, if they smash someone, they don't concede four tries just in the second half because you're Winner by 40 points. That's what Claremont did. So there's that mm. question over them. But in attack, they were scintillating. Uh, Munster again winning their group after the year that they've had. Fantastic to see them get home quarter final. But this week's good goes to another large human being. Last week, Jim gets it for being the 80 minute man, an absolute hero for Saris. This week's got to Lawrence, be. No, it's got to be. Me, give me it's a, not give you me again, clue. Jim. It's no, not you again. J- give me a clue though, so well, he's good. huge. Okay. We've talked about him already on the show.
1: I, I think I know who it is. What, Bastero? No. no. Nandolo. Yeah. Oh, well, Mate, he, he was
2: phenomenal. The, the, his first try was Lomu-esque, bouncing mm. off four or Great five. Crusaders winger. Yeah, you know, look at the Kiwi piping uh, up Nandolo. But, you know, he was phenomenal. He bounced off five. I was going to say limp Northampton Saints defenders, but they all tried to stick their arm in, and, and shoulder in somewhere. George yeah. North was a bit a bit wet towards the end as, as Nandolo's going over He's the line. He's eh? a freak so out. that big. It, it, it was a bit like Jonah's try back in 90, the ninety-five World Cup. Yeah.
1: Well, he's like and over 130 clicks, isn't he? 130 yeah. kilos. And he did that in super rugby as well. There's no surprises like, when I oh, saw that. He's
2: phenomenal. Yeah. So, that first try, and then the second, the, the try for um, uh, Galatier's try, yeah, when he offload. gets the offload, just the sickest offload I've seen in European rugby in a long time. So, he gets the good, the bad. There's a few bad things, actually. Fafana, what is it, Fafana's injury? Did you, you didn't see about that, did you? Obviously, uh, France's uh, uh, left Beckton. shoulder wasn't it? No, it's his Achilles tendon. He's, he's done for the season. He got shot. Um, fantastic attacking play would have been central to France's Six Nations bid. Uh, he popped his Achilles in I've the done first my half, Achilles. It's not pleasant. horrible injury, yeah. and he'll do well. You, you never see players come back from an Achilles tendon rupture better than they were. No. Um, it's, really difficult to position. get back yeah. from. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, wish him all the best with that. That was pretty ugly. Tua over you played the game, Jim. What were you oh, thinking? My. I, I thought scored. So two is over, easy jogging, goes to put the carrying the ball in one hand, goes to put it down with one hand, kicks the ball out of his own hand as he's trying to score the try. Oh, you don't school love that. Schoolboy error. Yeah. Schoolboy error, ball in two hands, slide in.
0: I think really read, the ref initially gave the try, yeah, and then only because one of the players, our players, went over and said he's knocked yeah. it on.
2: Proper schoolboy error. Literally kicks it out of his own hand as he's going to put the ball down. Oh, dear. That was pretty bad, but it's got to go. Leicester got niled at home. A record ever European defeat. Um, you know they're fairly toothless at times and Tom Young's has summed it up pretty well saying that they're at the bottom of the pit so the bad has to go to Leicester Tigers unfortunately And the ugly? The ugly, there's only one thing to talk about apart from Jim's work rate the weekend which was pretty ugly <laughs> um, only one thing to talk about for me the whole Tom Arscott thing um, Oh my boy, Didn't
0: you? I couldn't believe we've only just got on to yeah, that Yeah, well it happened
2: sort of midweek last week so Tom Arscott played for sale his brother plays for Bristol um, there's a report, whether it's true or not we don't know yet, just Checked ourselves so legally here. There's rumours, um, and he's been sacked by Sale because apparently he met up with his brother the night before the game, and there were some sort of tactics handed over. Sale lose, Bristol win, um, and he's been sacked from his job. But there's no place in that for um, no. handed over line out calls or whatever. Well,
0: oh. Yeah, I don't know. But th- this interesting point again. In All rumours, by the way, just it, to protect yeah, myself it, legally. Someone I'm else. I'm not so sure. I believe. Have it. another pineapple. No, there's actually that protects you. lumps. There was a game in the Six Nations about two years ago and the, um, someone handing, handed over the French lineups that they, they were there uh, none of us looked at them we genuinely didn't because there's no point so it's, you they, were playing for Scotland playing for Scotland you yeah. got given the French lineups we not given calls. them they were left in the changing rooms ok so by who by the French By the, who? so were, what did they, you they do the, team and was it a double jeopardy were just, they? yeah nothing didn't Look at them. Well, the most famous one was uh, you didn't look at them. I swear, I swear my life. I promise. But the thing is, as well, is we know what the French are doing in the lineouts. Okay. We're watching. You're them, studying and, them. we yeah, are and... studying the whole thing. So when we, what I'm trying to say is, is, if we have a lineout sheet, for example, and I was to give the opposition the lineout sheet, it mean it mean nothing. Yeah. Just like, so old mate, old, old mate numbers. is catching up with
1: his brother and sharing information. Well,
0: I, I I don't think that that would have any bearing on the result of a game of mm-hmm. game of rugby. The amount of analysis that goes in, unless they had some new move, dinky-doo or something, that no one had ever seen and it involved a triple chip and chase and grubber through and then float out the black door because someone's coming blind. Imagine if you spent the whole
1: game waiting for that move. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) But apparently, I didn't see the game. Did Bristol score a try? Um, Was it a 10-man line-out or something that... Possibly. I yeah, don't I don't know. know. I don't but, know the facts of yeah. it.
2: And what we don't know, what's true and what's not. So mm. what I am saying, the ugly side of it is the fact that this, this has situation. been highlighted and it's not good for rugby. It's for that a shame. Sort of it, it's weird. Is Tom, is it to, listen, Tom, I, I know both Tom and Luke Oscott pretty well. They're good lads. They're very tight as brothers. Both, you know, Tom's at Bristol now and, uh, sorry, Luke's at Bristol now. Tom used to play for Bristol. Um, it's unfortunate. He's got sacked and there's an investigation. But the ugly side of it is it's not good for rugby to have that in the press. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, whether it's happened or not. But um, the most famous one, actually, was Saracen's Gloucester. uh, Not Saracen's Gloucester, Munster Gloucester, going back years, uh, when apparently there was a taxi. Someone got a taxi from Tome Park back to the hotel, one of the Gloucester Gloucester coaches, and left their team sheet, left their tactics in the taxi. It gets back to the Munster team. And Munster claim it never happened. Um, Munster beat Gloucester. I think they had to beat them by something like 40 points, and someone will correct me when they listen to this. Um, and to qualify, and it was a, a result that should never have happened, and it did. And they said that they found all these. Someone said they found all these tactic sheets in the in a taxi, and handed them to the Munster team. So I like, just
0: don't think that, that that would make a difference. I don't think it can. Not now, anyway. No. If you're analysing Saracens, for example, you'd be like, okay, so we, we need to stop believing a getting over the game line.
2: And then when he, when you stop him, you need to stop Jim Hamilton because exactly. He, and when he comes, Marrow's coming,
0: and then Jim's coming, and then Marrow's coming, and then Jim's coming. And then the storm is brewing. And then the, before you know it, you're 40 <laughs> points down. Shall we, shall we look at the filthy 15? I've heard last week's was
1: pretty, uh, pretty filthy, but um, let's move on to fullback. The last position in the filthy
0: 15. I haven't got one. You haven't got have you one? You've not got one. Genuinely, I could sit here and make one up and say that Hugo Southwell... Yep, go. Uh, keep he's going.
2: the poshest, poshest fullback to yeah, play the
0: game. Poshest fullback, basically. Was spread eagle in the shower. Phil Godman came behind him, shaved his nuts, and next next thing they put it in a burger and fed it to Andy Robinson. True story. Completely made up on the spot. <laughs> so I, I you got have You don't have one. I haven't. No, but I saw that there could be a few late additions into the squad, and my God, I've got a few other ones to, to add in different positions. But
1: yeah, the bench the bench doesn't need to be a mix of uh, three forward, three backs. No, it, can, yeah. <laughs> it could just be all
0: forwards. But, well, we
2: should just leave the bench to to Jim's. Well, fullbacks. I got a load of abuse this week. Why player, players that I've played with, players that I've played with <laughs> against, for, but... not, for not including Tom Vandell in the filthy 15 last week. He got a mention, but he didn't get in, did he?
0: Who, who was it? Uh, who's the winger that you came up with? Simon Daniele?
2: Yeah, Daniele. Daniele got in the filthy 15 ahead of Tom Vandell. And Tom Vandell is the filthiest bugger I've ever played rugby Why?
0: With. Everyone was asking his nickname. He's got
2: the old prostate massager that he took on the bus on the batteries. Anyone that's played with it, there's so what? many stories about yeah. Tom Vidal. Andy,
0: did you, did you genuinely not listen to the I podcast didn't listen to way? it. Okay, we're not telling you again then. You need to go back okay. and listen to the last one.
2: All right, I'll go on the So, for Tom Vidal, Tom Vardell at least needs to get on the bench. Yeah. But I thought about putting him at fullback, but I've got another fullback for you. Great. Um, and you'll remember this story, Jim, because it was back to our Leicester days. Is it boothing? No. Back to our Leicester days. So, we were on the, on the bus on the way back from a game. Um, I think it might have been one of the finals. That we might have won, Sam Bessie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Harry Ellis, who is probably the skipper of the Filthy 15, yeah. Um, we We're all on the bus, and you know, there's tables, so there's four seats, two facing forwards, two facing backs, and all this stuff. And um, you know, there was a there was a a lady that was part of the team that shall remain nameless. The Queen. The Queen. <laughs> the Queen um, was just messing around and winding the boys up, and um, you know, Sam Vesty was—he's—he's he's a great bloke, Vesty, isn't he? But he's—he's—he's he's, uh, he's quite juvenile at times when he's had a beer down him. So the beer's flowing. We've won away from home, possibly won the Premiership finals. Anyway, on the bus on the way back, back up the M1, um, and Sam Vesty's decided to play a game. Harry Ellis has done what Harry Ellis does and just exposed himself on the bus for a change. Bless him. Um, oh. And Sam Vesty's gone under the table with a lady that shall remain. Shall remain. Anonymous. The Queen. Uh, the Queen. We'll call her the Queen. Um, and Sam sort of said, you, you've got to guess who's doing what to you? Oh, my <laughs> You are telling the story. <laughs> uh, anyway, long story short, a uh, bit of fun. I'm, fun. I'm, I'm nowhere near the table. I'm not even involved in this. Jim's not there either. I'm trying to get the back seat. <laughs> Jim's scrapping at the back seat. I'm watching the scraps at the back seat. Um, and Sam Vesti um, after... Quite a few beers. Um, basically, took Harry Ellis in his mouth, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so wrong, but so true. Yeah, so true. Um, and he had the reddest testicles in the world. <laughs> not, not that there's anything wrong with having red
0: testicles. <laughs> so uh, so
2: my, my vote in the, <laughs> the filthy fifteen has got to what's, be some Westley. What's happened <laughs> while I've been away? I do So it's maybe it's gone downhill. But that is Phil.
0: Phil. He's vice captain. Surely this is the filthiest fifteen anyone <laughs> anyone has seen in their life. Okay, what so, way to finish? So,
1: I, I had, um, uh, so this is what I'd written down. So for those people that hadn't listened to the Filthy 15, um, it's uh, when uh, Goody and Jim both put forward a player to be included in a team of lads that you'd most like to have on the team bus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Sam Vest- hey I've not, not that I'm uh, impartial to, to them kind of games, but um, yeah, I wouldn't have Sam on my bus. <laughs> I'd have, have him that. in my team. If it was Filthy, I definitely wouldn't be on a bus with him.
1: Uh, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a tighter look at the Six Nations preview of the squads um, uh, next week. But um, a, a, any surprises, just quickly for you guys? Any any guys that uh, have been included that you uh, think yeah. well done or that maybe shouldn't have or should have been there?
0: Alex Ozalski. Again, we've, we're obviously big fans of him. We speak about in most weeks. I think it's brilliant that they, they've. I think the fact that he played so well at 15. How good was he against Scarlets as well? Exactly, Scarlets. Yeah, he was a bit shaky in the start against Toulon, but then he went on to have a fantastic game. So I think that there's potentially he might 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 get capped.
2: Well, basically Eddie Jones is looking, and he said it in the press. In reality, Mike Brown is the current number one fullback, but longevity of Mike Brown is he's knocking on a bit. Mm. I think he'll be 34 at the next World Cup, and Eddie Jones is always trying to freshen it up and. Uh, bring people in. He's basically said, Mike Brown's first choice, but there's Anthony Watson, uh, there's Elliot Daly and Alex Lozovsky as uh, you know, players that could push him at fullback. So I wouldn't be surprised if if Lozovsky gets Alex. Great kid, love it. his dad. I've got some stories on his dad as well. La Manga circa 2002. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be listening, so that's fine. Um, secret pool. Go um, on. Anyway, he's not in the filthy 15. It's um, your coach. But if he... Uh, you know, there's a chance that he'll get capped, and Eddie Jones has talked about him at and the filthy for No, 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 oh. just for England at the Six okay. Nations. We're talking about his son now, Alex. <laughs> um but he might get capped during the Six Nations. I hope he does. He's a brilliant kid. Lovely bloke. Down to earth. Works hard. um, So skillful. Just hope he gets a shot. I can't
0: <laughs> believe Jackson Ray. Jackson Ray's not yeah. in the squad. Man of the match at the weekend. He's so good, isn't he? He's a better how, how version of get... Alan Harrison.
2: How does he not get any recognition outside of Saracens no idea I think Jackson Ray's brilliant he's been fantastic for quite a few years the interesting call obviously Dylan Hartley England captain Eddie Jones has said he's a lot fitter now than he was in the autumn but he's not played in seven weeks Mm. he's a hooker though
1: I mean he's going to go on for what 40 minutes in his first game 50 minutes in his first game he he can
2: play them in but here's the thing so Jamie George is tearing up trees for Saracens and then you go Tommy Taylor at Wasps who's the other hooker in the squad he's on fire Mm. So Tommy Taylor, I don't think, can play any better, and still not get picked. If that makes any sense at all. Because How
0: good's uh, the uh, the Bath hooker who held me up over the line? Which one? The Dunham. He must have been good. good. He, he, he's good as well. He's been brilliant. Yeah, very good. Been brilliant. been Well,
2: Tommy uh, Taylor has been phenomenal, um, and as has Jamie George with Saracens. But Eddie Jones said Dylan Hartley will be the captain and will start against France. So,
1: so who's who's the first big name in the in the England team that you think is going to be overhauled by a youngster? Dan Cole. Bye. I'm not sure,
2: yeah. I don't know, but I don't think. You've got to have someone to replace him with, have not you? That's the thing. Who are the other tight heads? Obviously, no one's <laughs> before. that <laughs> no one. There's, there's <laughs> some research for you. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right, well, um, uh, other tight heads in the squad. Um, someone will come and tell us. Uh,
2: Sinclair, Carl Sinclair. Carl Sinclair.
0: Yeah, he's, he's more of a, an impact player. Yeah.
2: I think Mike Brown's position is generally under threat. Um, if he doesn't have a good game against France, then... You go Wales away. Will Eddie Jones risk a uh, a fullback that's?
0: I don't think Eddie Jones is is hugely hugely worried about club form. I think mm. you look at that with Dylan no, Hartley. I think you look at no, Ben Youngs. Yeah. Ben Youngs is no and no disrespect to Ben. We're big fans of Ben Youngs, but you look at his performances for Leicester compared yeah, no, to I England. Agree. Yeah, it Is it's significant.
2: Yeah. Mm. But then Eddie Jones also said he wants his England players to. Be repeating their form, that they're playing in England shirt, yeah. back in their clubs, and you've only got so long before you have a couple of bad yeah. games, and I'm sure
0: Eddie Jones will get rid of. You. He'll yeah. pick George Cruz. George Cruz hasn't played. Yeah, but how good is he though? He's he's very been, good. He's
2: been That's mentored great. by Marato- Oh no, I was going to say yeah. Maratogi. Yeah.
0: Do, do you want to talk about Scotland squad or not?
1: Are there, is there anything uh, we're talking about with the Scotland no, squad? No you one me? cares about Scotland. <laughs> no one cares. Okay, let's wrap it up. <laughs>
2: no, I think. No, I think they, listen, I think they're going to be good. They've got a challenge, haven't they? The first game's Ireland at home.
0: Ireland at home, which will be interesting. if Sexton's in- injured. Yeah. I don't know Ireland. I just I, I when I, th- I think of Ireland, I think of Munster. I don't. I think they have yeah. the core group. Take Sexton out of that it, yeah. is Munster based, and the way that they're playing, but I think that's going to be a cracking, cracking game for us. And okay. the big thing about the the Scotland, like you said, everyone's talking about WP now. Unfortunately, he's injured now for the whole of the Six Nations. Xander Ferguson coming in. Gordy Reid playing unbelievably well at Glasgow. We mentioned Fraser Brown. You know, the, the second rose, Johnny Gray is a shoe-in. Is he going to be with his brother, Richie, no, with, I Tim, so. with Tim Swinson going oh, Swinso, so well? Oh, mate. Swinno, 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 Swinno mate. mate. Um, so I think Scotland is going to be, I, I don't want to tempt fate, I think they're going to shock a few people, mm. especially with Finn Russell and... How at the minute as well. And Tommy Seymour.
1: Any wages you want to put on at this stage,
0: Jim? I think Scotland
2: will beat Ireland and Wales. The only wager that we're going to actually have to have is winning and play Scotland. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Um,
0: I, I would. I, I'm not allowed to bet on rugby. I'm
2: going to bet that Jim hasn't got the bollocks to do a naked streak on the on the field <laughs> when he's working for ITV. Hung locker conquer. No <laughs> chance.
0: Well, we'll put
1: it out to our social media followers over the week. Um, you know, we'll put a whoever whoever loses has to do a forfeit. Okay. Uh, England versus Scotland. Um, I know why I'm looking at you, Jim, but maybe yeah, it's gotten to losing.
0: Okay, I'll I'll back back the boys,
1: Um, back in blue. Just to wrap things up, um, I don't know if you guys have been talking to the boss, Fred, but we've got potential to do it. Who is Fred? Yeah, he's the boss. He's He's been around for a long time. He's like the Wizard of Oz. He hides behind the the curtain. Yeah. We've been uh, we've got a potential live show coming up in a a pub, um, and we've been approached by uh, by a company looking to do a live show. but we're just sort of wondering whether or not the people were keen for this, um, whether or not people would actually come for a start. So, you know, it's, it's one thing having a live show in a pub, but would people attend? So we're thinking of ideas of where maybe we could have, what kind of pub we could have it at. You know, where... if, you, if,
2: you're, if you're listening and you've got a rugger pub that is, you know, your, you get foot you get football pubs and things mm. like that. If you've got an out-and-out rugger pub, like loads in Twickenham that are out-and-out rugby pubs, aren't they?
0: Yeah, there's a couple around Gloucester, mm. Teggy's Bar.
2: Yeah. Let's go and do it then.
0: It'd be cool to go somewhere to a bar where isn't... I mean, it'd be cool to go to Gloucester or Leicester, but somewhere... Going to Gloucester's not cool. (laughs) Cheltenham, yes. (laughs) But going somewhere kind of outside the box, or somewhere where they want a little bit of profile, we can go and do a podcast, we can get absolutely slippered, Slippered. (laughs) have a few drinks, and... uh, It'll be our worst podcast ever, but by Christ, we have some fun. Yeah, we'll be absolutely... We'll We'll play the mop
2: that game yeah get the mop out get the mop the what? mop and the, and the urinals what work. whoever goes to the toilet gets mopped <laughs> gets mopped
0: <laughs> so basically you right the rugby pub mop yeah you drink as much as you can you've got a choice you either go to the toilet like any normal human being would, and have run the risk of getting mopped, or you piss in a pint glass and drink it yourself. <laughs> 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 yes, the rugby pod Olympics. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. it hey, was so professional. Yeah, so, so
1: what you can do if, if you're listening to this and, and you want this to happen in a pub near you, or you've got an idea of maybe where we could have it. It could just, be a rugby club. It could be. It could be a yeah. rugby club. could be anywhere. Yeah. Um, just tag the pub or the rugby club. Or wherever you think that we should be having this live podcast on, on social media, uh, tag the pub and the club or wherever it is with the Rugby Pod Podcast um, and.
2: Let us know. Let us know. And make sure we've
1: got a mop. Tell us if yeah. you want, us, want it to happen. you will
0: get mopped. Yeah. Yeah, Jim that's... Hamilton and Andy could come into a town near you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, thanks very much for coming, guys. We'll leave it there and we'll, uh, and we'll see where we're maybe doing this live podcast in the next couple do of you, weeks.
0: Do you want to say goodbye, Andy? Do you want to say bye to the He's fans? He's been very professional
2: not? at his goodbyes. You've hey, got to, tell me how you do it. Yeah, Do you,
0: you want to say goodbye to everyone that you're not going to speak to them again? Or <laughs> <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> He's basically trying to get you P45. There we go. <laughs>
0: Rugby pub.
1: It's been wonderful, guys. Um, thank you so much. and. Um,
2: God bless. Amen. Pod, 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 Amen. Pod, <laughs>